We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague here on a uh, glorious Sunday morning, and I tried to do this early uh, to make this easier, and now the puppies have taken over the studio. <laughs> literally as we start? Literally as we start, they are both right here on top of me. Um, mom is uh, out with uh, her mom for breakfast, and I've got puppy duty, so uh, hopefully they won't be too disruptive. They just want the love, Danny. They, Give they them the do. love, they do and, just want the and love. we'll get this pod going. Um, but hey, the Blazers get a wonderful, fun, big, th- big thing about, about last night. It was a fun game. 136 points. That, that's always fun, right? Everybody decries the the death of of defense, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Nurk, I think, dunked five times. Wow. Yeah. Was it five? I think it was five when it was all said and done. He did have a couple like easy putback dunks or little, yeah, little handoff the, passes that he just finished. Just got a well. yeah, and I was like, yeah, hey, there you go. It's a lot easier. It's a lot more fun to dunk, isn't it, Nurk? He, I, I, we're gonna get into a lot today. Uh, we're leading into the next Dallas game too, which there might mm-hmm. be good news for Portland. But I, I, I kind of felt like, and I know Dame spoke to this. This is something I think we've talked about. I know I've felt this way for a while. Gary just seems like he's fun to play with. And every minute that he played with Nurk, it seemed like Nurk was his most efficient and seemed like he was enjoying himself the most. You know, that's a great place to start. Um, Gary, I think, obviously his defense is just huge. Come here, baby. There you go. Um, His defense is incredible. And Mm -hmm. his intensity, I I think he's going to end up kind of being like uh, bumper bowling rails. I think he's just going to keep shit on the rails. Like he's just not going, he's just not going to allow things to go sideways. Yeah. And he's going to just, he, he's a shepherd. No, 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 not, not there. Not there. No, no, ah, ah, come back, come back here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just he's kind just of steering everybody mm-hmm. kind of in the right direction is one, one unit. Yeah. And it, it's not like, you know, he's the leader of the team. But he's a leader, you know, and I think that's huge. And that it because number one, they need a guy who talks. They need a guy who talks so so much, and he talks endlessly, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I think that that's that's an undervalued 
part of what he what he brings to the floor. Now, the four steals and uh, talking a whole heap of cash shit to the Mavs bench after knocking down threes in front of their face. It's like, yeah, that's, going that's, four for four. <laughs> like, like, those, <laughs> those, those things are great. Like, I, Gary Payton counting stats to me are kind of like found money. Right. Because, like, they're... They went in the zone again in the second half with Gary, and they had Gary at the top of the point of attack. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, how many more guys in the NBA would you rather have up there? Not many. Like, not ben many. Sim- ben Simmons? Sure. Mikhail well, Bridges? It, dep- it depends on what kind of game I'm getting from Ben Simmons. But so I'm saying, like, yeah, mentally like, engaged Ben Simmons? Sure, but yeah. I don't know if I'm getting that. But, like, th- those are the guys you're talking about. You're talking about the best defenders in the NBA. Right, and right. what's really funny about Gary is, I, I, you know... Uh, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of fans come up to me last night, and 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 like Gary was the thing that everybody wanted to talk about. And um, the thing that I love about Gary is that he's not six ten. Like I wish he was six ten, but like he, I'm saying, I love this about him because there's nothing quote unquote special about what he does, other than he just says this is mine. Yeah, he goes uh, that ball you have right now, that's mine now, and he just takes it. He's yeah. mine. And he just, and it's not like, like when you see other guys like make these incredible defensive plays, you're like, oh, you can see him. He knew where the ball was swinging. He knew where it was going. He knew what was happening with this. Da, da, da. Gary just looks at a guy and says, mm, no, I want that now. Thank you. And he just pauses it and he takes it. <laughs> it sounds so simple. And it's, I'm not trying to downplay his, his ability because his ability is insane. Because well, he has, I, I think you're talking about an ability. Yes. His, his ability to just say, that's mine now. And he can... He picks up your dribble timing, and he shoots it. And he, his arms are so long, and he's so explosive. Mm-hmm. When he goes to take the ball, it looks simple. That's the that's the terrifying thing. If you're a ball handler, is Gary makes it look so easy, which is why when he was on the floor last night, you saw Luca turning his back. Luca's got one of the tightest handles that exists in the league, and he's turning his back to Gary. And now he's walking the ball up the floor slower. And now Dallas is getting in their offense at. 13, 14, 15, instead of mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20. And now they're up against it. And then Gary's leaning on Luca. And I'm like, when, when you see Gary out there last night, what, what's, what's kind of like everything that you take out of that game and just, not even out of that game, but from him? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't really have, Danny, I've been talking about this for over a week, man. Like, he, he's just infectious. His, his kind of lighthearted but uber-competitive, nature i feel like rubs off on him and i think you can see that pretty quickly when they when they when they bring him out there off the bench the other aspect too and i i I really kind of felt this way last night um i know they they ran away with that game and we'll talk about if they can sweep the series here this mini homestand but i i'm kind of amazed the way you're kind of talking about how he just if he wants it he just kind of grabs it Mm. i'm kind of amazed when i watch him and he's not an offensive threat Right, he's not a guy you'd put like, oh, of all the guys want shooting open threes. Gary's up there. He hit it last night. He had a good night offensively. Mm-hmm. But my point is, like, people don't view him as like an elite offensive talent. But there's something about the way that he can space himself, the way that he kind of controls, uh, you know, the, the top of the paint when he catches at the elbow. Mm-hmm. There's an element to the way he plays his game. He's always a threat. Where it somehow it feels like it's a threat, mm-hmm. even though you know it's not a threat. I mean, I, I just I'd argue against, I'd argue against that he's not a threat. It's I, I know exactly what you're saying, and, it, and I think it speaks to, to Gary's IQ. 
Yes. It's because when when he gets the ball, he is a threat because the difference between him and rotation player X is that he can put the ball down on the floor. Right. He can pass. He can finish. And he can knock down corner threes. And he does just enough that you have it in the back here like, oh, shit, I kind of have to guard him. Like, it's there's, – there's a little bit of – there's a little bit of Draymond to him in the sense of like, you know, I know he's not really a shooter, but he's so smart. I have to worry about what he does next. And like Gary catching in a short roll, he throws lobs yep. or he finishes. You leave him open for three, he's going to be like, you sure about this? Like, especially in the corners, he's going to let it go. If he catches and you don't close out, and if you know as long, as long as it's not late in the clock, he's just going to reset, rescreen, and get into it. It's like it's like an offensive rebound, like going to Nurk or Eubanks. Right, right. And they're like, "Okay, cool. Hey, Dame. Hey, Ant. Come here." And they just get into another dribble handoff. And I thought what the Blazers did last night. I'll come back to Gary real quick. Is that they ran their actions, they ran their sets here or there. But if it wasn't there, they just got into a screen or rescreen or a handoff action again and again and again. Which is really easy when you have one of the more efficient pick and rolls with Damon Nurk, and then you get to add Gary to this element now. Yes, and hell, and Drew. Like, yeah. you just start – and it, it doesn't have to be Dame every time. If, 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 if Ant's on the strong side, you get Ant. Yep. And you just kind of, all right, let's go into this. And I think Gary's just another – and this is, this is why I said for the last three weeks, they have got to get healthy. They've got to get more NBA-caliber dudes on the floor. You see what the addition of one NBA-caliber dude has done. Yep. It's a viable bench player. I mean, you actually have a bench now. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, do I expect him and Shaden to combine for, what, 22 on a nightly basis? No. No, I don't. But the fact that he can score... The fact that he can be out there to also help, uh, whether he's playing alongside Dame or Ant defensively, and kind of guide Shaden at the same time. He's just he's he's Shaden's swim buddy. He really has kind of like you can see it when they're on the floor. Mm-hmm. He is constantly checking Shaden six, over and over and over and over again, and you can see how invested in him he is, and it matters. Yeah. Well, I thought last night was one of Shaden's best games of the year. I I would agree. It's not. It's not even just the the, the actual numbers themselves. It's when you watched him. I, one, he had like a couple possessions. He catch shoot. Red, there was no hesitation. He was he was ready every time. He was ready last night. He cashed in on some of those. The other thing too is he's becoming a nice little, you know, under the radar piece on the offensive glass mm-hmm. because he's so hyper athletic now that when he attacks, I mean, he had one the other night where he accidentally put it back and it was going to be a made basket. So they had to mm-hmm. wave it off. And the next time it happened, he jumped and then he kind of went, like, put his hands away. Like, Oh, and that one, he actually could have gotten, he could have gotten. And I think it, you know, we understand why he didn't, but what I think it did was that experience and that mental note, I thought carried itself over to yesterday. Now, look, they, they pulled away from Dallas. They did it pretty early and they, they consistently kept it there. But I just thought the way that he moved within the flow of their offense being to, uh, being ready to catch and shoot, and also his aggressiveness on the glass or his at least attempt to go up in sky for a rebound. I thought yesterday was one of his better games. And, and I'm with you on what what you're saying about Gary of how they 
he's kind of looking after him and guiding him a little bit here and having his back. But I thought one of Shaden's best games last night uh, happened for him in his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, the Mavericks just released their um, uh, injury report. Their first one came out. Luca and Wood are both questionable. Uh, Hardaway Jr. is out. Yeah, so that... The Dallas media folks were saying last night that they expected Luca to sit out today. So this is kind of like a maybe a rest instead of playing a back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, he played 53 against the Lakers, then he played yeah. however many last night, and then a back-to-back here. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, I know we'll... I don't I know mean, how much we'll get to, but I mean, would not playing too. I mean, they're they're, they're they should get they should house them tonight. Should, this should be a game where you blow them out. You yeah, absolutely. I mean, they just they they were missing what four guys coming in tonight last night. Yeah, you add Luca to that, and right. It was they, they it was funny though. The Mavs closed with um, the lineup they had out there. The biggest guy they had was Theo Pinson at six five. Mm-hmm. It was just a bunch of guards. You think the, you think the Blazers are guard heavy? Wait till you see the Mavs roster. <laughs> Jesus. Um, in fact, let me see if the Blazers updated theirs. I did not see one yet. Uh, <laughs> live injury reports. Nope, nothing yet. Okay. Um, let's get into some questions. Yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, this from Scott uh, at ScottPTB30. Will Jeremy Grant sign an extension with the Blazers? If not, how much will he get from them or someone else? His next contract is a real inflection point for the Blazers in terms of team building. I don't think the Blazers are going to let him go. But I also think that Jeremy has played so well that he's probably played himself out of that extension. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this and getting worried, actually. Um there may have been a wink and a nod situation here, but business is business. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Jeremy, I'm absolutely hitting the market. Mm-hmm. I know he's had an all-star type season. He's having his best year. He plays really well within what Dame and Ant and company play. But if you have a chance to cash in way more than you thought you would, I think you kind of have to take that. So I'm hoping that he still just you know comes back and goes, uh, I'll take the the extension that people had talked about because being here and fitting in with this offensive system seems kind of better long-term. But I, if I'm him, if I was like a best friend of Jeremy Grant, I'd be like, yo, you have to hit the market. And I know you might like it in Portland, but if somebody's going to offer you a big, big bag, you kind of got to take it when you get it. Oh, Portland can too, because they, they can go, um, they'll have his bird rights. Right. So, so it's just a matter of how much, um, but, we talked about this one, you know, heading into, was it the 7th, January 7th, that don't expect Grant to, like, sign the extension immediately. No. I I ultimately expect Germany to end up here. One way or the other. There's only one other team that I think... Jeremy has done the play for a crappy team for a lot of money thing. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go back to that. I think he's happy here. I think he's getting he's, what he wants. He's having his career year. Yeah. He doesn't have to do everything. But there is a team down I-5 in purple and gold that will have cap space. Yes. This, this they're summer. getting some contracts off their books. Yes. And I can only imagine what it'd be like to play with a healthy AD and, and, and still an effective LeBron. And to live in Los Angeles. And oh, by the way, side note, uh, Jeremy's heavy into fashion. Sometimes... You might, you might take the bag if uh, it means you get more, uh, you know, money out of the business venture. So that that is that is something that is in the back of my mind, certainly. 
but I I do believe that Jeremy is here. I think they do re-sign him for his next deal. As of right I, now, I have no reason yeah. to think otherwise. I yeah, I agree. With that. <clears throat> if they lose him for nothing, oh shit! <laughs> 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 they are so screwed. We have an emergency <clears throat> podcast to do if that happens. Oh god, boof. Uh, now, because you said that, now I've already put the mental image of a Woj tweet of like. Jeremy Grant has signed a four year yeah. deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. In a surprise twist, and you're like, oh no, please no. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is from Nick at coach underscore Nick89. Do you think Jabari stays in the rotation when Nas coming back and when Winslow comes back? No. No. I love, I love Bari. I love Bari, and I think we've talked about this a ton. I think he's going to be a good player in the NBA. I think he's going to be around for 10 years. I do not, I do not think that Barry stays in the rotation. Now, he may come in for foul trouble or in a particular matchup. Or we are a couple weeks away from the trade deadline. If one of those guys ended up getting moved, then sure, Barry could maybe stay in the rotation. Mm-hmm. All depends. I feel like if the Blazers went and got a Doug McDermott type, like that was their only move, right? But it ended up costing them, you know, Keon Nas or Keon Winslow or something along those lines, right? Um, yeah, I think Doug makes more money now. You'd have to do something else in there, but <coughs> regardless, whatever. Um, it, basically, if some trades were made, then maybe he sticks at the back end of the rotation. But I, I just don't say Barry can be in there with that many bodies in front of him. Because Gary's going to play 24. Yeah. Nas, when he comes back, they'll, they'll ramp him up, and I imagine he'll be at 22. Same with Justice. I mean, they, they need veteran guys on the court. Like, yeah. Barry's, been, Barry's been a really fun story. I think Barry should feel really good about what he was able to contribute when he got mm-hmm. those minutes. But it would make more sense to me if you if you did Barry. Yeah. Put him on the, at the end of the bench. And, you know, if you need him in an emergency pinch... I think Chauncey knows he can trust him to go in and play a few minutes, but with more and more minutes Gary's putting in, I'd, I'd imagine those are going to go up. Plus, you're going to ramp Nas back up. Plus, you got an you need a Justice Winslow out there. So, yeah, I unfortunately it sucks. I know, but I'd expect that's, that's how the NBA goes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, we've already seen so many versions of this rotation. I mean, Watford was the guy to start, and then it wasn't. You know, like it's just the back end of the rotation. It there's a there's a strong uh, what have you done for me lately? Around yeah. the NBA, that's kind of how that works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the sixth man gets a lot of leeway. Seventh man, a little less leeway. Eighth man, a little bit less. Ninth man, there ain't no leeway. There ain't sh- no leeway. You got to show up. <laughs> got to produce. That's how you get on the floor. And that that, that yeah. spot can cycle. Um, and, and that's not saying that Bari can't get it back. Or, you know, outplay somebody. But uh, when Nas and Justice come back and you're eight man, is Gary Nas Justice? Who's the ninth? Mm-hmm. Is it Barry? Is it is it Watford? Uh, it's Ben Eubanks. Like I mean, Trenton Trenton's minutes have basically plummeted. disappeared at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna go with like one of three guys. And maybe in the first half it's Eubanks, and maybe they go small and it's Watford or or Barry. Right. Like, but I think it's it's a, that's like your grab bag, because even though Drew's basically getting guaranteed minutes. Drew's only playing, like, I think 15, 15 a night. I ended up at 20 last night. Well, he was really effective last night, though. He's had a good few games here. He's been really effective the last couple nights when the yeah. Blazers play vertical. Like, 
when there's a rim running threat, like that's just, just not Nurk's bag. Right. That's where he gets beat. Eubanks is vertical. People are going to stop trying to dunk on Drew Eubanks. <laughs> he can jump with almost anybody. <laughs> he can. The only person he probably couldn't jump with is Ja, ja Morant. Yeah. Which, dear God, that might be that might top. be dunk of the year, Danny. That might be a top five dunk of all time in game. I don't even give a shit. Game, no game, practice it <laughs> to gym. pull to pull back that far. His his arm was like here, mm-hmm. and somehow he still finished over like a six ten dude. Yeah, I don't. Unbelievable. I don't, know, I don't know how how it didn't get knocked away. I don't either. Right? He, he just missed the arm went up and he goes kind of side mm-hmm. here. Just barely missed it. So outside of that, Drew jumps with anybody. Nuts. Uh, from Brendan Mollerth at Brennan Dove. I try to avoid trade questions, but there's that but. How likely are the Blazers to remove their protections in the Chicago pick? I can't see them doing it unless it's for a real impact player, and even then it might be smart to keep the protections if that move would be there this offseason. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, I, They're not going to roll those the protections off that pick unless it's for somebody that moves the needle. I don't see anybody moving the needle that's going to become available by the deadline. Uh, just talking to people around the league, Nobody expects anything to happen really until like the final week. It's gonna be the Gobert, Dejounte Murray trades torch the market so bad that now every yeah. GM is like, I want three first round picks. Right? They're gonna be like, Oh, I want the Dejounte Murray. I saw one that said, uh, God, who was it? It wasn't even like an amazing, an amazing player. They were like, They're gonna want a Donovan Mitchell like return. And I was like, What? Oh, that's what that's what what the Toronto wants for OG. I, I have already been told that Toronto wants three first-round picks and a player for OG. Good luck with that. Yeah. Ain't nobody I just like, just nobody's like the, paying that price. Just like the NFL came together and said, oh, you're giving Deshaun 230 guaranteed? Piss off. We're not doing that to anybody. I think the NBA saw that trade for Gobert and was like, no, we're done. We're going to stop doing this. This is stupid. Well, GMs are going to sit there and ask for it. Oh, I know GMs are going to ask, but I think the league mm-hmm. collectively saw that and went, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more and more convinced, and this isn't sourced, just talking to folks, that if Portland makes a move, it'll be smaller here. And I do think they are going to make a move at the deadline. Um, well, we had just, somebody trade one to us in some of the questions, and I was like, that's kind of the caliber move I'd see them making. And it was the, I think it was like a heart for... Topping and throwing in Reddish because Reddish is unhappy in New York. Like, oh, if, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If there's one to happen, I think yeah. it's something like that, which you're kind of like, I, I, I like that idea. Like, yeah. 6'8", 23-year-old kid who hasn't gotten a chance really anywhere he's got. He's had some problems. Like, maybe he comes in here. And and then Obi, I mean, we don't really know exactly what Obi Toppin is yet. Maybe we do, but, you know. Solid, a, a, solid player with size. Like, I mean, add, adding more dudes that are 6'8 is not exactly a bad thing. I wouldn't be mad at it. Plus, some guys just thrive in new starts, yeah. new places. Reddish, there's more stuff to that than just him not him struggling. No, I, I yeah, I'd imagine so. I imagine there's some 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 things going on, some clashing. There's, there's some Jeremy Grant bags there. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this from Andrew John at AJ underscore VD. How do you think Nasir and Justice will fit back in this team? What elements of the offense and defense have you been missing since they both went down? And can those be de- developed further with a healthy GP two? Mm. I mean, defensively having more than just GP Sikkim. 
would be good. Like, last night, all guys healthy, Nas and Justice are getting a shot at Luka. Yep. And, like, if you're blitzing and trapping, let's say they come out with their zone like they did, and they blitz and they trap out of that zone, and they force the ball out of Luka's hands, if do you think it, it changes when it's no longer Dame or Ant as one of the as one of the guys on the blitz? And one of them's six foot six Nasir? Probably. I mean Luca's so good that he made pass after pass after pass. That was just exquisite pass last night. That's mm-hmm. what he does. But it's helpful. Uh yeah. on the offensive end, they just they, they make less mistakes. Right. Nas, Nas has two decision trees. Drive or shoot. <laughs> Which he's a play ender. Like, like yeah. if they need another guy who's that that his decision tree. It's right. It makes sense. Justice, he helps kind of grease the wheels as a playmaker. He relieves some playmaking pressure. Like I feel like he'd be a good little short role player too, and everything he can kind of add to it mm-hmm. offensively. You know, those are those are things you could use more of. I mean, we talk about Gary Payton the second. If Justice could have a kind of role like that, obviously yes. we know what Nas is. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. I think it's beneficial for them. Um, but yeah, I, as far as like integrating that, like this, it's a good spot. I mean, I know they just lost five straight, but they're in a good spot finally. Well, they're getting healthy. I mean, yeah. that, you know, it, that was the tough thing, man. It's it's like it gets you down watching a team lose over and over. You at times forget. Oh yeah, there's 82 of these things, but it wasn't like. All those games. We were mad about those games because they had opportunities. They should have and, won those games. Realistically, and, at bare minimum, they should have gone three and two. And, and and there's some bad losses that were on there. And that's what sucks. But as we were pointing out as it was going on, like they didn't have any shooting. All their shooting went ice cold. They were limited with, with their depth. They're getting Gary back with some high-level minutes. We got Nas. We got Justice uh, kind of around the corner here. Like you're starting to get more of a complete situation. Now where that puts you, I don't I don't exactly know, but I think you can get an idea of what it can do based on last night, what hopefully is tonight another one against Dallas and and just keep bringing guys and plugging them along. Yeah, and I I think that's that's kind of the thing is that you're going to get your eight nine man rotation what you hoped it was going to be to start the season probably in the next 2 weeks. Sounds like Justice is going to be back right at the end of the month. Yeah. I'll say this is uh he's he's got to do some conditioning ramp up. Well, I mean shit is <laughs> like hurt, you, hurt your foot, you're not doing a lot of running. <laughs> well, not just that like you know how your 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 leg kind of atrophies when you got to stay off of it for a while. You can yeah. tell like one one of his has gotten a little bit smaller. It's like, "Ah, oh, I always hate that." Oh, I always hate yeah. that when like long period. Yep. Like when I when I had the hip surgery, like my right leg kind of like Whoop. It's weird to see people with leg casts and then see them right after. Like, oh, dude, it's just oh. it's just skin hanging on a bone. It's <laughs> yeah. so weird. It's so weird. Um, this from at TY273. Should GP2 start over Hart? I've gone back and forth on this. I'm going to say no. I, uh, like, I like being able yeah. to pull GP off the bench and go sick him. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you could do both arguments and they'd probably work. Mm-hmm. Um if they win a couple more, I'd under I'd understand how it's it's probably not in consideration to be honest with you. But personally, I'd like to see it. But I like that he he's ramping the minutes up mm-hmm. and curious to see how they play. Remember, we talked about this I think going into the year. What was the closing lineup going to be? That mm-hmm. was a big deal. 
And could it and, change on a night to night basis? All that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think you and I had talked about how it like it just it's it's incredibly matchup based. And I think Chauncey is gonna keep it that way. I don't think he'll be so stubborn that it's mm-hmm. always the starting lineup in the closing. He's it's, changed it quite a bit down the stretch over the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah. I mean we talked about staggering the Dame Ant stuff now and how those minutes have changed and, and kind of what you're seeing with some of the rotations and now we get more guys back. Like I personally like to see him in the starting rotation, but it's going to be it's it's a near impossibility if you keep winning. Yeah, and I, I think having GP with the kids is helpful. I think he's a stabilizing force. He's more of a point guard, I would say, in that situation. Than even Josh if he, is. and even if he's not a creator, he's still kind of again like the, he's shepherding. He's keeping things yeah. where, and that helps a guy like Ant if he's running that group. Hell, it helps Dame. Mm-hmm. It's one less thing that Dame has to do. And I think that's that's pretty helpful. And another question that kind of follows up with this is from Redbeard uh, at je underscore five hundred three. Should GP two play in end of half, end of game scenarios over Hart? I don't know if it means over Hart because there's some times where I could see Ant being taken off the floor, and they have taken Ant Gary, off the floor. Uh, Chauncey's played that game. He's yeah. played the offense for defense thing mm-hmm. already with Ant. So I think you can go with both. It depends on what what the game scenario is. Like if it's a back and forth, maybe it is for Hart. Because you got to keep Ant on the floor with Dame to have the the offense on the floor, mm-hmm. and as as good a defender as Hart is, and he's a solid defender. Gary's the the point of attack guy, and he's he's the one they have on the roster. Mm-hmm. Like Josh is a solid point of attack guy. Don't get me wrong, Gary's elite. Kind of depends on, on who they're up against, what the scenario is. But I don't think Chauncey's afraid to to pull guys. I mean, the only guy who's never going to leave that floor in that situation is Dame. Yeah, that's it. It's the only guy. So, um, as far as the should, should GP should be a part of lineups. As far as like in crunch time, he should. Well, I shouldn't say that he should when they need defense, right? Like that should be kind of like the no shit, but <laughs> <laughs> but like when they need defense, that should be a guy that yes. Hey, we need to stop here. Call him he in. was fun. GP was fun to watch guard Luca last night too. I did the after dark last night. And I said he, he gave him the Randy Couture treatment. <laughs> he just laid on him. Yeah. He put his head on his chest and laid into him over and over and over again. Just wore him out. I actually thought uh, there was an element of we know Luca's about six eight, right? And we know GP is six three, and they and they say he's the biggest six three. I know that got real cliche and easy to say by everybody. I thought last night was the first like, oh, I can see what people mean mm-hmm. because he six three to six eight is a pretty it's a pretty good. Well, difference. not just that, like what, Gary, like you know how built Gary is. Yeah, but he looks, but he looked like a child on Luca. But I thought height wise and length wise, he didn't look that much smaller, and that's the part about Gary that you like mm-hmm. so much against a guy like that. Now look, Luca's. Danny Luca's still going to get the better of Gary in most instances yeah. because in the NBA, he's just going to make it hard. But it makes it tiring. It yeah. makes it exhaustive to get to do what he was doing. Because Luke Luca's sitting there, he's getting the inbound. He hasn't looked yet, and then he turns. He turns around, and there's Gary smiling. <laughs> I'm back. I'm still here, and that's what he does. I tweeted out last night that he, Gary plays sarcastically. And he does. And Dane mentioned yeah. how much joy kind of he plays with. And there is like, there's there's like a little bit of a cackle to everything that he does. 
you know, just a little, little, little dumb laugh. But that's that's also his personality. Yes. Like when you're watching him, it's when it like, comes through. It, so I yeah. So that's funny you said that because I think that's a really fu- that's a really accurate description. You may have seen this in person, but on TV, I know fans could see this. When he makes the open pass to the three point shooter, he, he trots every, back. Watch no, but watch him because he always has a reaction. He had one to Jeremy where he tossed it, and he's kind of like. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy hits it, and then he just like, yeah, yeah, I hit the right pass. <laughs> he had one to Nurk, and he, Nurk shot it, and it was one Nurk just netted. And midair, he did the Steph Curry. He just turned around and started jogging back. Mm-hmm. Like He just brings a swagger mm-hmm. that this team, they, they get it sometimes, so bad. but they needed so much of this injected into their situation because they were starting to struggle with that. So I, I know we're talking a lot of Gary today, but I don't know how you don't, given what we've seen now for a couple games, and knowing his minutes are going to keep on increasing. Uh, updated injury reports are out for everyone but Portland. Awesome. Awesome. If, if Nuka doesn't play, I'd actually like to see Dame get rest. He was put questionable. I mean, I'd love to see Dame play. I don't want to say it. I'll tell play, you right but... now. Unless Joe sits him, Dame's playing. Well, I know. I, I get that. <laughs> But especially no, the way, especially the way Dame is playing right now. I okay, but there's no Luca. Like I they can win this game without. Yeah, you, him, you know that. You know what that means. Dame's like, I can get a fifty piece. <laughs> I yeah. Well, last time he did, they lost. So <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get a, he goes to get another one of those in a, in a win. Um, yeah, I, there's there's an opportunity for the Blazers to get a win today against Dallas. Clearly. Yes. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith is ruled out. Josh Green is out. Maxi Kleber is out. Like, those guys were all out coming in. This Tim Hardaway Jr. is out. Hardaway now. Um, I heard last night that Wood was a coin toss. After what happened last night, do they want to try to throw Wood out there to do everything if Luka doesn't play? I mean, or, or are you just, or if you're the Mads, are you just counting this one as an L and moving I'm, on? I'm taking, rolling over. You just, this might be a rollover game. Yes. And the Blazers better be careful because remember, one of these rollover games is what they took from Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but here's the big thing. I talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, the last two games, Damian Lillard's pick up, uh, pick and roll volume has been higher than it has been been, been basically all season. They did not run many plays last night. Mm-hmm. They were just playing ball. Yeah, they ran when they did run their sets. If nothing was there, it was immediately into a pick and roll, rescreen, get into something else. Dame and Ant, and you could just see the flow. Everyone was more comfortable. The question I have is: Is that pick and roll volume turned up a little too much? Is it just a little too much? Because the thing you have to worry about in this sense is it was one game, but I don't, I, I, I do worry about this. Not worry about it, but it's something I consider. Jeremy Grant last night was, what, fifth in shot attempts? Nine? Dame had 20, Nurk 15, Ant 12, Shaden 12, Jeremy 9. Mm-hmm. It could just be a one off night. That happens. And no, nobody's going to, I mean, they all look at their shots. Don't don't believe what anybody says. Every single one of those guys has the paper in their hand in the locker room. 
They look yep. at sh- they look at shots. It's it's there. Um, and I wonder if some of that structure was almost in place to keep Jeremy in the hierarchy. Because when Damon and a running pick and roll, it's easy to keep spamming that pick and roll because it works. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see where that ultimately ends up falling. You know, I, I think um, I don't even just look at last night, though. Like, what did you think of the pick and roll against Cleveland? Because they kind of brought it back in that game. Oh, they did. They, they actually, that was the one that they did more of than they did. Because uh, Damon Ant only played under 30 minutes last night. So the, the total volume wasn't up. It was just a percentage. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I think what they're, what they're getting back to, a little bit of their roots mm-hmm. to a certain extent, given what they ran for so many years, I, I like it. I, I don't. Shot selection and shot attempts. And yeah, like pro athletes definitely want to get up. There's a part of them wants to get theirs, right? Mm-hmm. But there was an element to this team early that was just so fun and kind of a contagious attitude that I, I think ultimately they'd be able to figure that out. Yeah. I don't want them to stop going away from it. I, I think you highlight last night their ability to run just smooth pick and roll in situations where they're not running sets. Why would we change that? Mm-hmm. Like if that if it's working, keep making it work. So I, I don't I don't want it to change at all. I don't want them to do less of. Um I like that they did it. You brought it up a couple pods ago. They have they really dove in at that point. Mm-hmm. Look, you lost to Cleveland. Cleveland's a damn good basketball team. And realistically, and you, they've had a chance to win that game. And you had a shot. I mean, you played hard. Uh, Dallas, that was a great win for you. That's one mm-hmm. of your best wins of the year. You having a, a chance, I think, tonight to sweep that mini homestand with them. And split the season series. That's, like, split the that's season one of the things series. I mentioned last night. That's huge. And continue to build on what you're doing. Like, just I'm more worried about how we incorporate everybody minutes wise mm-hmm. than I am what offensive sets they're running. Their sets are fine, and if they go to some more pick and roll in their non set action, like I'm cool with that too. <clears throat> oh, there we go. That's always good. Um, but yeah, I I think I'm, I'm I think I'm there with you. I I do. You you you'd lighten it because it feels like you'd say you'd take a couple less, just a couple less, just to make sure like. And I don't think Jeremy's unhappy, but if he's fourth or fifth in the option tree for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. then I think it changes. Also, in the pick and roll, it also keeps Jeremy from being much more than a catch and shoot guy. Yeah. So getting him some sets where he has some mid post stuff. I'd be interested to see what it looks like with him in the pick and roll. Sure. Run Dame Ant or uh, Dame or Ant with Jeremy. I'd like that too. The thing about that is <clears throat> spacing gets a little bit wonky on those because Jeremy, they haven't really played. The, well, with Justice back, perhaps they can go small ball. Mm-hmm. Because with either Nurk or Eubanks on the floor, I don't care how many shots they hit. Defenses don't care about them. They aren't going to care about them for a while. But if they can run some spread pick and roll with, with Jeremy as the screener, that could put some defenses in, in some unique situations. Yeah, and I they they've only done a little bit of it. I think Jeremy's only been accounted for like twenty seven pick and roll actions where a shot turnover or, or a foul occurred, so not that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's too small to really tell what the hell's actually happening. But right. they, they've they've also run some of it too. So um, maybe that's a way. 
Because then you can guess. I mean, listen, man. The, the one of the things about Jeremy for the last couple of weeks that has been tremendous. His shooting continues to stay up, which I figured it would fall off. I mean, pretty precipitously. I thought it was going to dip into almost the mid thirties at some point. Like you just kind of expect it to like, cause he's been so good. Like you're yeah. just waiting for the regression. Right. Um, cause I mean, it's, it's, it's infinitely hard to keep his, keep the volume up with that percentage. It's just, or that percentage up with that volume. It's just insane. But the, the way that they're built now and the way he is playing I don't know what's happened in the last couple of weeks, but he has been so, so, so good finishing in the paint on drives, on catches and dunks in transition. Like he's oh, been, Jeremy? yeah, it has been primarily dunks. Danny. That's he what I mean. Up with authority, but he's got that two hit two off two two handed dunk, but he's had these scoops around the rim that he has just been so, so good as a finisher that. If they do go to some small ball lineups, I would love to see him as a role man. Mm-hmm. I, I just I would like to see how good he looks. Right. It's just. But he kind, you know what he does is he kind of presents. Uh, and we brought up Dame and how Dame goes into attack. He draws too naturally, right? Because of how effective he is. What? Breaking news: Nasir Little is not. Questionable, not doubtful, probable, ladies and gentlemen. To see a little going to give it a go today. Hey, there we go. You know what? Welcome back, Nas. Welcome back, buddy. I hope he can stay out there. I'm happy for him. I know he's gone through a lot. This is good news. It's good news in the middle of the podcast that we find out that Nasir Little is coming back. Like, I, I love that. And I'm happy for him. I hope he gets his minutes and... You know what? I, I hope the Moda Center, if he hits his first shot attempt or he hits a three tonight, and I assume they would because we're the greatest fans in the world, I'd love to hear his ovation, man, because you just feel for a guy that gets you, hurt. You, you know, we talked about Gary and like his his joy. Nas has a unique joy. Like Nas is – I don't, I don't want to get to read for the Jeremy stuff too much, but when Nas yeah, is yeah. – Nas is the center of the locker room. It quite like physically, <laughs> like he's the middle locker, yeah. but like – his vibe. Yeah. Nas is the one who crosstalks. Like, that's where a lot of the conversations come from. Because he's kind of the connector between... Because So if you walk in the locker room, you've got most of the vets. You know, you've got Nurk, you've got Ant, you've got Dame. And then Nas and I think, what, uh, Baji, Shaden are on each side of Nas. Um, and the other side of the room, you've got Josh on one far end, Jeremy on the other. And then in between, it's all the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you, you get the, the back and forth. And Nas is, he's the guy. He's the guy that's always got whatever whatever topic they're on, it's usually because of Nas. Yeah. And I think that's just a, it's a good thing to have back because it, beyond his basketball stuff, he's a he's a great dude and he's he's just had the, he's just got the right vibes. Yeah, the, the team is. That's what I was saying a couple weeks ago, man. Like they need to get healthy. And this is a big part of it. Like having Gary back, having Nas back, the, the the vibes are going to improve. Yeah, no, and I I think it also helps when you get a couple wins along the way, right? You start everybody's starting to smile a little more, mm-hmm. laughing, enjoying. Oh themselves. god, the locker room last night when we walked in, all of the media was like this. 
this uh, feels a little different. You could you could see it. Uh, so the game is winding down. There's like 10 seconds left of dribbling out. The bench. I don't know if it was Josh or if it was Drew. Somebody on the bench, I remember looking on the TV, they were just like this. Ugh. It's like, yes, we can still win a game. Like, the sigh of relief that they obviously had yesterday. Now, if they can just follow that up, it'd be great. Plus, we get an awesome minutes. I'm excited about tonight's game. So we got a lot, a lot to look forward to. We do. A lot to look forward to. And that's and Little getting back is awesome. The only guy listed as out tonight is Winslow. Yeah. Uh, Peyton is on here as probable, but he does he is listed with right hip uh, uh, adductor soreness. Mm. So maybe this is a night where Gary gets a little rest if Luca doesn't go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you have to evaluate the situation. I'd like to see Gary keep playing, but maybe I, it's, I maybe it's one of those things where they, he plays through it yeah. to try to get get through that. So, um, but yeah, as far as Jeremy goes, I, I want to see some more pick and roll with him. I, I, I'd want to see a few other looks, maybe, and, and other ways to incorporate him so that he's still there. Um, I think tonight's a good night for that. I, I mean, if Luca doesn't go, it. I hate I hate saying this because these you know the Mavs are, are professionals too. Yeah, but you treat this kind of like a live practice run. Try some stuff. Sure. Try some stuff. Like maybe you spam some some Jeremy pick and roll tonight. Especially if you jump out to a, a decent lead. Take care of business and start trying some stuff. Yep. That's what I like to see. So I just want to see another win. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. And uh, looks like we're we're doing well on our uh, Bills Dolphins right now. Order has been restored. Well, the Dolphins are kind of driving. Third quarter's just ended, but so. yeah, they're up ten. We'll see if they can bury them. There you go. And Aaron Donald retired and then unretired in like the last twenty minutes. Oh, good for him. His Twitter said former lineman uh, for the Rams ninety nine. Everybody saw it went viral, and then he changed it literally two minutes ago, and now it says lineman for the Rams. <laughs> Somebody, uh, I bet you it wasn't him. I bet you it was a publicist, and they got out. They they changed it too early. Right, that's what I'm wondering. Is like he's okay, going to retire, but it feels like he's retiring. Yeah. Um. But we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh. I found out as I left the studio on Friday that uh we don't we don't work tomorrow. <laughs> you so, didn't know we had Monday off. <coughs> no. Oh. No. No, I didn't know yeah. until like last second. Yeah, I, I pay attention, don't you know? <laughs> but um, because you know of why that, we have that day off, right? It's MLK Day. No, but you know why we have the day off. Why? We we used to work MLK Day. Oh, why? Why does it change? Because Martin Luther King's estate has mm-hmm. all the the. Oh, that's right. This this I have speech, a dream speech. Yeah. And if you air it without consent, you basically get Michael Bufford. Yeah, they send you into oblivion. Dude, I'm telling you, when we did our show six, seven years ago, we used to play like two minutes of it mm-hmm. to end the show. Just as like, yo, out of respect, let's remind her today like what this is about. And then they had this thing a couple of years ago. And then the company's like, let's not risk this day off for everybody. <laughs> the litigation is so much. Oh, yeah. I don't blame them. Love it. Um, we got Mavs here at... Uh... At six o'clock. Six o'clock. I yeah. wish God. I wish they would go like three o'clock. I love the early starts on Sunday. I love good early Sunday oh, games too. It's so good. It is uh, nice. Quick little personal note. My wife was like, "Yeah, no." She went to the game last night with my father-in-law, and uh, said, "Well, they win when I go." 
She's trying to indicate she needs your job. Switch uh, spots. Oh, uh, no. She would never in a million years want to do this. <laughs> I've asked her before, do you want to pop in and say hi on the show? She's like, no. I don't ever want to be on there. Ever. Don't even say my name. Yeah, name. no. Just call me wife. <laughs> uh, but we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all so, so very much. Uh, as I said, uh, because it's early game and because I'm off tomorrow, there's a good chance that I'll do a Jack Ramsey's After Dark, uh, particularly if, if Nas gets out there. Just talk about uh, how he looked and how things kind of end up going down. So uh, stay tuned for that, I guess. Um, other than that, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful night. Enjoy the game. It's been a while since we've done a pregame one. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Yeah, last year was the last time we did a pregame. Um, you can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon's Break, at Jack Ramsey's. Email the show, jackdramsey's at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, uh, enjoy uh, Wild Card Sunday and the and the uh, game tonight. And I will try to catch up with you tonight. If not, we'll be back possibly tomorrow. If not, we'll aim for for Tuesday. Uh, take care uh, and enjoy. Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com